Maximum Health with your host, Dr. Ken Gray. With over 20 years in healthcare, Dr. Gray is a doctor of oriental medicine and holistic physician fusing Eastern and Western healing. Dr. Gray is on staff at Jupiter Medical Center and in private practice with an office in Jupiter, Florida, where he resides. Dr. Gray enjoys being a physician as well as being an educator. His unique approach to holistic healing has taken him abroad to lecture in Baden-Baden, Germany, and treat sports professionals in Hawaii and Biarritz, France. He is co author of several books on food therapy and the founder of the annual Star Summit Talks at the Norton Museum of Art in Palm Beach, Florida. Now it's time for Maximum Health with Dr. Ken Gray. Welcome back, everyone. This is Maximum Health Radio, quality living with yours truly, Dr. Ken Gray. I think I added an extra T in there, quality T. <laughs> it's here. that to turmeric. Yeah, it's that to turmeric. <laughs> um, so I'm here with Oceana Coffee today. Uh, Scotty Angelo and Amy Angelo, their co-founders, um, husband and wife as well. And uh, so Scotty Angelo, the head roaster, um, is here. We are going to talk more than just about coffee because, you know, when I spoke to them and then I've mentioned other people I was having you on, they're like, but Dr. Ken, you don't drink coffee, you know. Um, and so that's not totally true. Um, my wife is a lover of coffee. I have two daughters in the household, a lover of coffee. So on occasion, um, when we go to a nice dinner or something, we'll have a little decaf. My wife will order a decaf, of course, cappuccino. And so as part of our routine, I will have a couple sips because that's what you do when you're a good husband. And no, but I do enjoy the flavor and the taste. And I've bought her some amazing coffee makers and uh, or the households because you know obviously other people than her use it. Um, so, but what I've noticed over the years too is it's such a big social thing. It's such a way that people come together. Um, you know, it's either wine or coffee, right? Yeah, <laughs> Those absolutely. Are the two biggest social um, attachments that we have. Uh, there's also something to be said about the the beauty of a company like you that's local doing it at such a magnitude that you become such a household name and uh, loved by so many. Um, quality of products, which we're going to talk about. How do you choose what you get, what you put together, um, the artistry of it. You know, these are all things I'm really interested in, and I think that this is going to be a great show, and I'm really happy that you're in the studio with me here today. So we'll start ladies first. Amy, what brought you both to this sort of place where you could just open up Oceana, and where did the name come from besides the fact that we're on the East Coast in (laughs) Jupiter, Florida? Well, thank you for inviting us, first of all. It's, It's great to talk to you about, you know, what we do and why we're passionate about it. Um, The name Oceana Coffee actually came from uh, a boat that we used to work on. So we used to work on a big motor yacht named Pangea, and there was our favorite small 30-foot fishing boat that was traveling with this boat Mm -hmm. was called Oceana. So, and Scotty, being from Australia, um, the name Oceana just kind of, it made sense for us when we were starting our company. Um, And the I always forget to tell this story. Pangea was when all of the continents were one. Right. And Oceana was the one ocean. So, mm. you know, being that water is the main ingredient in coffee. Yeah. Um, it's kind of a kind of a cool little piece to who we are and what we do. Why did we get started? Just pure selfish need for a great cup of coffee. Mm. Um, we had spent about seven years living and working on private yachts around the world. Um, 
we had gone back to Australia, where Scotty's from, and they have some of the best coffee, great coffee culture in Australia. And we just were super spoiled. When mm. we moved back here, there was nothing, nothing that compared. So we tried all sorts of different coffees mm. off the supermarket shelf. We started ordering online from different places. Right. Um, and that's, Scotty really tells this story the best because it's, it's his palate and his engineering mind that kind of got us down this rabbit hole of coffee. Yeah. So, what what's your background in, Scotty? I'm a marine engineer. Okay. So I did um, ten years in the Australian Navy, and then private industry, and then private yachts, and then coffee. Right. <laughs> so we just turned right and went down the coffee road. So not only is there the the, the engineering aspect, but there's an artistry to it, and that's what got you two together. The sort of yin and yang of it, <laughs> if I may. Yeah. Um, so tell me about your your views on coffee in general. My views on coffee, um, it's very, I really like the way you introduced it. It's definitely a cultural thing. It's definitely um, a social connection. You know, people want to catch up. It's definitely why I'm in it. Um, you know, my, my mates and I, if we weren't at the pub having a beer, we were at a cafe checking out the latest whoever was roasting and how that coffee was being served um so a big change there's been a lot of change in coffee in the last you know we've been in the game 10 years um and i'd say the the game's changed a lot in the 10 years that we've been in it but it's also changed a lot in the last 20 years you know there's been big boxes who have made their name and they've spread out around the world and done very well uh and then there's you know they talk about different waves of coffee and, and the the artisans coming along these days and the craft of it all and those guys like ourselves who invest a lot of time in the educational part of it and um, you know I, it's still it is it started as a selfish passion it still is I still you know I, I still roast coffee and still um, go to farms and investigate new coffees to bring in for my own selfish purposes you know i'm always looking for uh the unicorn cup of coffee as i call it and so i really enjoy that search and i really enjoy i even more enjoy it these days i guess when i find one and i get to share it with great mates of mine around the country so beautiful um so one thing i want to ask i want to be clear on um what's the decaf process usually consist of it's an excellent question. Actually, part of part of the certifications, I carry a lot of certifications yeah. uh, in line with the uh, SEO. Who better to ask than an engineer, right? Yeah, so, <laughs> okay. I had, yeah. so I had to go through the decaffeination course to get some of my certifications that I have. And um, the most common the most common decaffeination process is chemically decaffeinated, two of them. Uh, methyl acetate is, is one of the chemicals used, and I can't remember the other, I never can. Um, but... The coffee and the decaf that we buy in to Oceana is water processed. So it, it uses no chemicals. It uses a, an amino acid to attach itself to the caffeine um, molecules. Mm -hmm. And so it's extracted that way. It's, it's extracted using um, steam and water and uh, centrifuge and the amino acid. So mm -hmm. it goes into a, like a wash bath um, and gets decaffeinated that way. So, And then you also see the brand name um, Swiss Water Decaf. Okay. So it's the it's the water processing of the decaf for decaffeination, but they have a brand name built for that. Right. Um, we use 
we buy mountain water process, which is just the generic name of the process that goes on. Um, and there are there is one other, and it uses um, CO two. But you know, the more it's you know it's the thing we experience in life. The more pure or more clean yeah. that it is, the more that it costs. Yeah. yeah. And so, which is ridiculous in yeah. a sense, but. Um, that's what we use, and that's yeah. what we've always used since the day we opened. I was, you know, I always wanted to make sure that even though I was doing a decaf and lo- not many people pay attention to it, I was yeah. going to make sure that I was buying good quality coffee and it was going to be decaffeinated the right way. It's a beautiful so, thing. Yeah, yeah, because you know, I, I started off by saying I, my wife would order decaf. So, so the thing that <clears throat> I'm concerned with, it, as far as my preference, is the caffeine, not the coffee. Because mm. coffee, like anything from nature can be considered an herb yep. in a sense um, and it has its benefits and we know some of the benefits are antioxidants and and also um, it just tastes good it smells <laughs> great um, so I try to stay clear of caffeine in all forms whether it's soda or in supplements or anything and because I like the general um, well you see my tone in my presence it's more like a steady kind of <laughs> yeah yeah they call it Dr. Ken Zen or whatever um, <laughs> but but that's just how I roll because I've got so much going on and that's how I like to keep a steady press now that being said I think I'm at the minority because most people like that boost of energy and adrenals kind of firing <laughs> right <laughs> zippity doodah and um, so caffeinated coffee is obviously the most popular Mm, yes, it right. Is. And so, are there levels of coffee beans with more caffeine? There are. Okay, where um, would you get them from, and what what makes them have more caffeine? Great, that's a great question, and I'm full I'm of great and, questions. I know. I've got to try and keep. <laughs> I've got to try and keep my answers a little bit more condensed, I guess. But if you start at the top of the tree, um, the most how do I describe it? The coffee tastes terrible. It's a Robusta. it's called robusta. Yeah. Okay, and it's Robusta. the easiest grown coffee. Okay. It grows in low in low lying altitudes, so anything from about 600 meters above sea level down to sea right. level. So it, it does grow, grow here in Florida. It actually. grows and it grows quite prolifically, prolifically. And it also has a high yield. So the plant is very, it's in most every coffee um, on the supermarket shelves. Okay. So the Bustellos and the Folgers and all those production style. That's what they're using. Massive coffees. Yeah, they're just using the whatever they can get their hands on. And right. they use, it's like a filler, but it is it is high in caffeine okay so it grows fast grows easy and just because of that uptake of water and all that's just producing that chemical easier and faster yeah okay and so that's robusta so this is that's at the top of the caffeine level tree then you have arabica and then there's there's even beans within the arabica um varietals that are caffeine levels okay depending on where they're from depending on the the varietal, depending on all those lots of lots of different right. aspects of the growing of it, um, and then of course decaf. Mo- most decaf, and I get all my decaf is cert- de- is um, certified. Mm-hmm. I our caffeine levels in decaf is about 0.05 percent on okay. average. So, and it comes certified, so you know that part is good to know. Okay. Some of those coffees that you've you may have heard of that have extra caffeine, and yeah. I know that's a marketing thing right now. Some of the big oh, companies yeah, are big saying companies. Yep. super caffeinated, yeah. and they are taking some of that caffeine that's been extracted from decaf yeah. and adding it back in. To the so green bean. they're adding it back into the green bean. Okay. Um, prior to selling, and so it's a new marketing. It's a it's been around for about five years thereabouts. So they started re they started 
messing around with the coffee yeah. where they could reintroduce the caffeine and see how much the green bean would actually soak back up Ooh. after the fact. And so they add about 20% back into oh. uh, into green beans and then on sell it to people everywhere. Now, when you say green beans, what does that mean? That's the raw, that's the, the raw, raw seed. Coffee, raw, yeah, raw so we, when we buy in, you know, we buy in around about six tons every two to three months right. of coffee um, and in green bean form. So okay, we, I see. And then so you roast then, it yourself. Then I roast it. We roast yeah. it ourselves, yeah. So let's get into that part because your title, your official title is head roaster. It is. So that's like the big. Roaster. That's huge. <laughs> so yeah. tell us what that looks like. You get the green beans in. Yeah, so um, well, th- I'll go back, and that's how we kind of got into this. Amy's, from where Amy leaves off, I decided that um, after many forums and reading about coffee and buying some coffee in, I decided to re-engineer a popcorn maker. Oh. Bought a popcorn maker on eBay for about 35 bucks. Re-engineered it and made it start roasting coffee. Then I went from there to a gas grill, and then from a gas grill we bought... Uh, commercial coffee, our first commercial coffee roaster. Because um, that's what you do when you really love coffee. You do your own thing. You just keep buying the bigger machine. Yeah. <laughs> and so these days we buy uh, we buy in green beans and we buy them in, in 150 pound sacks. Okay. And we buy them by the pallet load. So like I said, you know, they bring in five, six tons. And do you have a separate storehouse for this? Is all done? Everything is done? We have a big house? warehouse. Okay. So we have a big warehouse for the green beans that, um, and then the production I move the bags into the production state right. and we and we go from there so it's every week it's a we're very limited on space until our new facility comes along but okay. it's in and out the door right I roast it it's packaged and and back out the door out to our wholesale customers and all those places so. we have lots of room to store green coffee yeah unroasted but as soon as it's roasted we it goes straight out to customers yeah we don't have a lot of room to store it so so when your husband roasts the coffee and it's ready for making it into something what is that something what's your favorite way to drink coffee as i mentioned like i usually my wife does the cappuccino so yeah well my husband makes me an amazing cappuccino okay. every morning to start the day what cappuccino maker do you use yeah, it it depends. Uh, right now we've got a right now we have a little um, <clears throat> single head La Mazzocca. La Mazzocca? Yeah, on the counter, on the kitchen counter. Where is that produced? Where they make those? in Italy? Italy? Yeah, yeah. that's yeah. where most of the best cappuccino makers are. Yeah, from, most right? of them are. Yeah, this the, yeah. the, the um, traditional style definitely. Yeah. Okay. And before that, it was it's kind of sometimes it's whatever's in repair sometimes it's whatever i'm testing because i do yeah. all the machine repairs as well and all the machine maintenance so sometimes it lasts i mean a couple of months ago it was a ranchilio on the counter then it was a calphalon home machine mm-hmm. and, and now we're at the lama zorka for which is like top of the line however long but yeah, yeah i just finished fixing it so it's back home on the countertop so <laughs> so question what's more important the tamping <laughs> See, I know some lingo. Yeah, yeah you've been you doing know. some research. Uh, the tamping or the, what is it, the pressure? Yes? Yeah. Which one do you think, or is it both? It's both, actually. So, so and describe tamping to our listeners because I just wanted to sound, like, brilliant. No, you are brilliant. Um, you know a lot about coffee. <laughs> so when you are tamping... The, the grounds. So there's a, there's a few steps to making fresh espresso at home. Yeah. You grind right. your coffee beans to a fine texture. Yep. 
into your portafilter basket, and yeah. then you have to tamp that coffee down. It's just like a pressing down yeah, with a heavy metal flat. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. So that tamping is what gives you the pressure to make that coffee. And that's now the, the water has to go through that. Yes. And the rate at which the water goes through it and has to push through that is the, the, the more, the less space is better, right? Correct. Okay. So there's how a balance. Many bars of there's a balance. So exactly what you're saying is, yeah. is awesome. The, the balance between um, time and, and, um, Time and pressure, yeah, um, and deliverance of your of your shot in the cup, yeah, is is that fine balance, yeah, because it could be too bitter, yep, or it could have no flavor and not be rich enough, yep, yeah. There's all these elements to it. It is, it is, it is huge, and and so if your shot usually is too fast, yeah. it's quite sour, right, and and really bitey, really sucks oh, the oh. really sucks the, the glands in under the tongue. Yeah, it does and or good. if you over extract it, it get you get that really nasty bitter at the back of the tongue, um, tannic, uh, over extracted flavors. So. Okay, so it's just gonna be just middle. right. Yeah, the space between. Yeah, it's <laughs> it's, it's quite a. Uh, it's quite a balancing act. But once you know those parameters, yeah. it's a lot of fun to play around with it. Yeah. Because it'll different coffees have different flavors, and you can manipulate those parameters to get the different flavors out of the coffee. Right. So that's I think that's what originally probably had us fall in love with coffee is that you have so much control over what ends up in your cup, and you just have to know a few different ways of mm -hmm. manipulating it, and yeah. then it's kind of like... There are no rules. You're right. just experimenting, and you're trying to find the best flavors and the yeah. best beans. So that's that's a lot of fun. I think that's what our customers love about it too right. when they start making it at home. And and you know, the, talking about it the way that we are talking about it is unique to obviously a certain class of people, right? Because I, I recall, you know, my younger years, probably early twenties, much earlier. I did some modeling. <clears throat> and on occasion, this modeling consists of being that guy that walks around an airport or a mall or whatever, spritzing people with the new Calvin Klein. <laughs> <laughs> and sometimes in Calvin Klein underwear or whatever, Calvin Klein shorts. And so uh, I was thinking back. I was sent, even though I lived in uh, Stewart at the time, I was sent to Miami Airport. And I had to do this for over the course of a weekend, two weekends. And it was decent money, so I did it and was at that age. The culture of coffee there and all the employees that I got to meet and the people, they go in, they get their Cuban coffee, and they're out the door, and they just it's like a shot. Mm, it's yep. not casual. It's not, oh, what's the, you know, <laughs> what am I feeling in my palate? Or, what am I tasting? Oh, what am I ta it's none of that. <laughs> it's a sh you going, you're waiting online, you get your shot, and you're back to work. And it's purely about that energy and but that being said or not but but and i'm sure there is some scrutiny to the quality of that like that shot has to be good you know right? it is and it Consistent. also should taste a certain way right. for a cuban tastes, coffee yeah there is a certain flavor profile for right. that yeah. and it's meant to have a lot of sugar added right so if you don't have that strong and bitter flavor yeah. from the bean right it won't taste right, right. so yeah, yeah there's it's definitely purpose built for sure. The yeah. Cuban coffee is absolutely purpose built. Yeah. So I just thought you know you have these different life forms. Yeah. Know, of it. Well, that's, I was thinking yeah. of while you were talking is that you know the Cubans definitely have that. It's that Cuban coffee. It's a hit. Right. And right the way they go, contrary to the Italian way, 
where you go into a coffee bar and yes. it's purely stand up and yeah. it's a long bar and yeah. everyone's leaning on the bar yeah. taking their shot if it's the morning coffee it's a cappuccino right. if it's a mid-morning coffee it's a it's a single shot and then after dinner it's a single shot so yeah. and they're all just hanging around and you know and the afternoon shot is uh usually has a little grappa or not grappa yeah. but um <laughs> What's the other one? And is that, uh, is that, is that or something like yeah, that? Yeah, the licorice one. Yeah. I can't remember yeah, I can't the... remember it either. And I've been, I, we lived there for six months, and it's kind of... Yeah. They, they, you know, in the afternoon... I think it's Anazet. Yeah. It's made from... Anise has... Yeah. yeah. Sambuca, that's the one. Sambuca, that's, that's it. Oh, Sambuca, yeah. yeah. <laughs> and so they've got their shot of Sambuca and their, and their espresso shot yeah. on the bar yeah. in the afternoon, and it's... So it's a social thing in Italy, yeah. and, and it's really... It's very, very cool over there yeah. for that part. And yeah. then different cultures, different ways. That is one way that I like the coffee bean when they put it in the Zambuca and then they light it on fire. Yep. Yeah. And it just makes the, it heats <laughs> up and yeah, it's really good. <laughs> that should um, always be an odd number, by the way. Three. Three. Yeah. I yeah. Three. Thank you. <laughs> yeah, most things are like that. I think you should odd, ro- odd number of roses unless it's a dozen or something. Oh, I hadn't heard that. Yeah. That's a good one, though. That does my brain in. Yeah. So, you know, speaking about coffee now, Oceana is much more than just coffee now. You're expanding. You brought me a shot of golden turmeric elixir, which I tried before we went on the air. Yes. Delicious. Absolutely delicious. Um, You also have one that's unsweetened, and you have other shots as well. And then sitting on my end of the table here (laughs) in the studio is... Your tea by Oceana Coffee, fruit colada, chai, oriental, chamomile for sleepy time. Jasmine green tea, which is a little bit of energy and some antioxidants. The chai is black tea, cinnamon, ginger, cardamom, vanilla. Fruit colada, which I'm, I think I'm most excited about trying. It's no caffeine. It's got apple pieces, hibiscus for vitamin C. Um, uh, rose hips, also good vitamin C. Um, coconut chips, that's awesome. That's going to be tropical. And pineapple pieces. That um, is a delicious tea. Yeah, we, I'm excited about this. Thank we you. We cold brew that one, and we yeah. put it into kegs, yeah. and we'll serve it on tap. Yeah. Um, it's a very popular tea, and no caffeine. You can you can add a little simple syrup to it if you mm. want, um, but it's really nice on it on its own. And as an ice, you can brew it and then make it icy. Yeah, it's great being icy. iced. Yay. Might do that this weekend, Memorial Day weekend. Yeah, that'll be great. <laughs> um, so where can we find more about Ocean Coffee? Will we have multiple locations in the future? Can people order online? Tell us yes, and I'm on. glad you mentioned that. We actually yeah. made a special code for your listeners. Oh, yeah? So if they would like to try out any of our coffee Ooh, You or guys tea. are lucky. You can thank me later. Yeah. <laughs> so the code for that is Dr. Ken Radio. Yep. D-R-K-E-N radio, uh-huh. all one word. Um, that'll get them 10% off and free shipping. So you can order online. We are in all the Whole Foods in the state of Florida. We have two of our own locations in Tequesta. You can find that by going to our website, oceanacoffee.com. So we love seeing people in person. It gives us a chance to kind of explore the menu um, and try new flavors. But you can also find us online. There's a couple of new. There's a couple of more locations coming further south, but um, yeah, you find right now you find us in Tequesta. You can drop in any time. Watch me roast. Tequesta is an awesome little town, and it's now known not only for Oceana Coffee, 
um, because before that, it was known for Tequesta Brewing Company. It was. That's right. Good friend of mine, Brandon. <laughs> yeah. And the boys. Yep. Yeah, I've had them on an old show of mine. Uh, I used to do, it was all food and alcohol related. Yeah, okay. <laughs> fun awesome. stuff. Yeah, yeah. Good guys. Great um, guys. Yeah, so they started Tequesta Brewing Company, moved on to other things, uh, other brewing, you know, locations. And I love I love seeing what we're doing because we're it's all about quality here. You can't, Absolutely. you know, there's no half step in with what's coming out of this area to quest to Jupiter, Palm Beach Gardens, very scrutinizing people. So keep your eye on us. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> keep your eye on Oceana so. Coffee. I love it. I cannot wait for this fruit colada. So, all right. So we met and yeah, we met at um, our friends, uh, Tish and Brian's place. Yes. Also in Tequesta. Also in Tequesta. Yeah, that's the uh, wine proxy. Yeah. So wine, beer and coffee and tea all coming out of we're so lucky in Tequesta. Yeah. You don't you don't even have to cross, cross a bridge. You can yeah. just stay right in Tequesta. No, nope, no, nope, that's good. <laughs> well, we shouldn't be saying this. We don't want all these people coming here. And we do. We need our, them. We do we need, need them. We, they're going to close that bridge, so we do need uh, them. Okay, come, maybe come some of you, not all of you. <laughs> just some of you. We're we're selling tickets at yeah. the gate. All right. So we we have been with Oceana Coffee. And uh, that's oceanacoffee.com, easy to remember. And we thank you so much, Scotty Angelo, Amy Angelo, co-founders, and of course our head roaster slash engineer. Uh, it's been tremendous. Head scientist. Yeah, scientist. All right, this has been another Maximum Health Quality Living. If you've missed any portion of this show, it's available on all major podcasts. And also you can access those podcasts through drkengray.com. See you next time.